Hi, you're listening to the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, where we bring you the rich life histories of the incredible men and women enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame. Innovators, pioneers, entrepreneurs, geniuses. These are the individuals who not only shaped blues music, but paved the path for all forms of American music that followed. The Blues Hall of Fame podcast is brought to you by the Blues Foundation. For more information about the Blues Foundation, go to blues.org. We continue the series with John Lee Hooker. Is there any bluesman more iconic, more singular than John Lee Hooker? His face, his eyes, his silhouette on stage, that deep Southern draw, that one chord boogie. Everything about the man was distinct and original. Where did it all come from? Like many bluesmen of his generation, he grew up in the country and didn't have much use for school. He much preferred skipping class and practicing guitar. Yet John Lee wrote some of the most original and most influential blues songs of all time. Boogie Chillin', Boom Boom, One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer, and he crafted a completely unique sound along the way. This is his story. Clarksdale hadn't been kind to the gypsy woman. Bull Weevil got most of the harvest and the carnival just about got stranded. The gypsy woman left her tent to find business. She walked through the scent of popcorn past the Ferris wheel. She spotted a group of boys and zeroed in on the one with the guitar. He had an ancient face, skin dark as the night, and eyes hidden deep. The guitar had three strings. The varnish peeled from its body in long strips. The boy carried it like a chicken strangling its neck. She noticed the veins bulging on his hand. Her eyes traveled down the guitar neck to the body. The gypsy woman saw an etching on the guitar's wooden flesh, a pitchfork, symbol of the devil. She looked into his face and told him, You're going to be famous all over the world. His eyes crinkled. You're going to become very rich, she said. His mouth crinkled. Kid, I know you ain't got any money, but one of these days you're going to be famous. Her eyes released him, and she walked off. For a boy of 12, he had a voice deep and muddy as the swamp. I don't believe none of that stuff, he said. His friends began to taunt. Johnny Lee Hooker gonna be famous. He walked home alone through the moonlight. His feet dragged through the dust. His voice sang soft and deep into the cricket music. Johnny Lee Hooker gonna be famous. He knew better than to bring the devil over his father's threshold. The old preacher wasted no words on the guitar. He didn't say it was the devil's toy or the devil's box, just called it the devil. John set the devil inside an empty hen house, long forgotten, where the kudzu smothered the forest at the edge of the family farm. He tiptoed through the woods along the field that surrounded his home. The tin roof on the hooker house shined dull like a pond in the moonlight. John raised a window and slid into his room. 
He crunched down on the corn husk mattress and listened. His mother and father were fussing. He ain't gonna be nothing, said his father. The preacher's voice grew louder, and the intensity of his words spit like righteous fire. He can't read or write, a boy of twelve. A moment of quiet came, a heartbeat, then another. Looked like he just got it in him, said John's mother. Let him go on. Johnny Lee closed his crinkly eyes and drifted off with a smile on his face, flinching as the door slammed. Let that boy boogie woogie. It's in him, and it got to come out. And I felt so good. Went on boogie just the same. Johnny Lee headed for school in the morning. He walked out on the road as far as anyone from home could see. Then he ducked into the woods and doubled back toward the falling down hen house. Johnny's heartbeat thumped with the thrill of his secret. He practically skipped along, his mind humming with a new song. He couldn't wait to grab the guitar and bring his music to life. The sun lit up the treetops and broke through in rays around the hen house. John peeked inside. Empty. The devil was gone. The preacher must have got it in the night, John thought. But it wasn't long before John's mother slammed the door on the old preacher instead. She took Johnny Lee to their new home with a man named Will Moore. Will played guitar. John Lee sat at his stepfather's side. Ain't no devil in this world, Will told him. Heaven and hell is right here. Everybody talking about uh, that burning hell. Ain't no heaven. Ain't no burning hell. Where I die, where I go. Can't nobody tell I said. Can't nobody tell. Wilmore sang. I thought I heard that peavine when she blowed. Just like Charlie Patton's record, the older man gave John Lee a guitar with all six strings and taught the young man what to do with them. Wilmore told John Lee, This is the key to the highway, boy. This tuning, only one you got to know. It's called Spanish, you hear? Don't play no changes, no nothing. Just come in from the heart and play guitar with a feeling, Will said. You can't write a feeling on paper. It'd be off the beaten path. Will played a hopping, skipping beat. The foot carried a rhythm, he said. And when you play the boogie, everybody get on their feet. John Lee gave a crinkly smile. You sound like a full band, he said, and plucked out the hopping beat and patted his foot like Will. No, John Lee didn't believe none of what the old fortune teller said, but he decided to take his chances on the gypsy woman's prophecy. I ain't known, he told Will, but I'm for sure gonna get known. With Will Moore's lessons and his new guitar, John Lee Hooker left home. I took a free train to be my friend. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
He hiked through Detroit until he reached Paradise Valley. Through the heart of Paradise, Hastings Street ran, and John Lee ran up and down Hastings and throughout Paradise Valley. He found a corner tavern called the Apex Club. Inside, mirrored walls surrounded a mirrored stage. John Lee Hooker's epiphany found him there in the form of an epiphone, the electric guitar that T-Bone Walker gave him. Why you come to Detroit, T-Bone asked. Too many blues singers in Chicago, John Lee said, as he told the slick, famous T-Bone about his many years on the go. Wilmore's boogie came to life on that epiphone. T-Bone just shook his head. You write songs, he asked. The crinkly eyes looked up at T-Bone. Never did learn to read or write, said John Lee. I always ran off with the devil when I should have been in school. T-Bone laughed and said, You ain't got to read nothing. Just go to number 3530 Hastings. John Lee soon followed T-Bone's advice right over to the address of Joe's record shop. Joe Von Battle greeted John Lee. He marveled at the young man's ancient face. I have a recording studio in the back of the shop and pointed at John Lee's Epiphone. Better play it quick before I change my mind, he said. I don't play a lot of fancy guitar, John Lee said. The kind of guitar I want to play is mean, mean, mean licks. Joe and John Lee passed a bottle of Wild Irish Rose and rehearsed half the night. Okay, kid, you got a voice. Joe told him, and he promised to take John Lee to the two-story brick house where real musicians made records, United Sound. Boom, 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 boom. I'm gonna shoot you right down. Right off of your feet. Take you home with me. Put you in my house. John Lee showed up for the session carrying only his guitar. If he felt nervous about recording, it didn't show. Joe observed, you don't have no song written down or nothing? He looked at John Lee like he'd shown up naked. What you gonna sing, Joe asked. John Lee looked at him, crinkled his eyes and said, I don't know myself. I'm just gonna open up my mouth. Thanks for listening to the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. The Blues Hall of Fame podcast is produced by Bill Street Caravan for the Blues Foundation, written by Preston Lauterbach and voiced by Guy Davis. For more information on the Blues Foundation, go to blues.org. 